Asia Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. All groups of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents. I'm Giselle Hanna. And I'm Pierre Morrow. And uh, hello to everyone around the world, really, on this beautiful rainy day in Melbourne. And of course, we're on a, on a Friday doing it uh, online, our, our recording as usual. But it's great to be here with you here on uh, 3CR Radio, Fabric Community Radio Station, Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links every week. And of course, Giselle, the AWL contact details. Yes. Yeah, so, Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. If you do want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web or the w's.aawl.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter, so look us up on those social media platforms. I did want to say, Pierre. It does look like for those of you who are following the lockdown laws in the state of Victoria here in Australia, uh, it looks like we will be broadcasting from our homes over Zoom probably until the end of the year. It's not looking like uh, we'll be able to gather indoors for quite some time and 3CR is an organisation that has some 400 volunteers that bring you news, current affairs, music, community language programs, etc. 24-7 through the um, commitment of those volunteers and also uh, six or seven staff members that help us get things on air. So uh, while we're acknowledging that, I do want to shout out to the staff at 3CR for continuing to help us get our shows to air during lockdown. That's right. Very well said. And uh, yes, but I, I do miss the, the studio. It'll be nice to go back uh, at some point. Although I've got used to this now, Giselle, I have to, I have to tell you. Um, <laughs> Stumbling out of bed into your study. <laughs> That's that's exactly right, and having my coffee. Um, <laughs> but on today's show, we'll have the usual news roundup, and also our main interview is going to be Giselle. That's right. We're going to speak to Tep Fallon U from the, or she is the president of the Cambodian Food and Service Workers Federation. And what we're going to talk about is the impact of COVID nineteen on worker communities in Cambodia, particularly those represented by the Food and Service Workers Federation. So that is coming up in the second part of the show this morning. But first up, of course, news from around the region. And Pierre, why don't you start us off in India? No worries. So we do go to India where with the ongoing monsoonal rains in Western India, there has been another building collapse in Mumbai due to poor building standards. In the early hours of Monday morning, September 21st, a three-storey building in a working-class neighbourhood of Biwandi, an urban area on the outskirts of Mumbai. While search and rescue efforts are still ongoing, the death toll has reached 17, with another 35 people injured. The majority of the occupants were auto, auto rickshaw drivers, vendors or labourers, uh, tenants who had been attracted by the lower rents of the building. 
authorities have now confirmed that the building was illegal and both the tenants and the owner had been served notices to vacate. The building had originally been built as a power loom factory, only had a first story, but around a dozen years ago, two more floors were added illegally. And moving now to Bangladesh, where garment workers are not giving up on their continued struggle. Last week, many hundreds of garment workers from the Dragon Sweater Factory broke through a police line to carry their protest to the front door of the Labor Ministry in Dhaka in Bangladesh. These workers were part of a group of 6,000 garment workers who were suddenly fired in March of this year by the Dragon Sweater Factory Management. Most of these workers are owed large amounts of unpaid wages. To make matters worse, the companies received COVID-19 stimulus packages from the government, while the union representing the workers, the Garment Workers Trade Union Centre, has received news that the factory owners intend to move the factory to the countryside where wages are lower. So the company is not spending this stimulus package on those workers, Pierre. It's quite terrible. And uh, obviously, um, from news in Australia, that's uh, unfortunately not an isolated incident. A lot of companies are doing that here as well. We now go to um, Thailand um, to give you an update on what's happening there, where last Saturday, a crowd estimated between 50 to 100,000 people gathered in central Bangkok to protest against the military government and the Thai monarchy. This demonstration was the biggest in Thailand for at least 10 years and shows that the movement that has formed since the elections of last year is still growing. The main demands of the protesters are for the resignation of the current government, a rewriting of the constitution to remove the influence of the military, new elections and major reforms to the monarchy. While the military-led government has targeted scores of activists for repression, it has not been able to contain the spread of this new movement that is now starting to reintegrate sections of the red shirt activists into its ranks. There are now increasing rumours that the military might stage a coup to replace the current Prime Minister Prayut Chanocha, a former army chief who seized power in, in the coup earlier a couple of years ago with a more hardline general. And moving now to Pakistan, where electricity workers are demanding better conditions. Last week, thousands of electricity workers rallied in the city of Lahore against the continuing deterioration of working conditions for them. The workers, organised by the All-Pakistan Wapta Hydroelectric Workers Union, claim that due to a ban on new recruitments, the workforce is ageing, is seriously understaffed and wages are not keeping up with the cost of living expenses. Health and safety is another serious issue facing these workers, with over 50 workers being killed at work in the 12 months leading up to the end of June. In addition, many other workers were injured, some permanently. What a, a shocking state of affairs there, those, um, those health and safety figures. We now go to, um, to next door to India, where this is again uh, for you, uh, Giselle, because we're talking about uh, some of those Anganawada workers uh, or very similar one where this week thousands of accredited social health activists or ASHA workers as they're called staged a rally in central Bangalore in Karnataka state in India 
to demand that their promised increased honorarium be paid. The ASHA workers had called off their strike of three weeks in July after the government had promised to triple their honorarium. In addition, these women workers are now demanding regular health checks for all ASHA workers, provisions of face masks, hand sanitizer, gloves, and um, PPE kits. Now, to remember that these protests have come in the week that new labor laws have come into effect in India. While these laws uh, now standardize regulations across India and increase job security and welfare provisions, they only apply to workplaces with over 300 employees. This will leave up to 500 million workers with even less rights as the new bill makes it easier for companies to hire and fire workers. And our last story this morning is from Australia, where the nightmare for refugees continues. This week, it was revealed that a political refugee from Sri Lanka has been languishing in Australian concentration camps for more than 11 years. The man, whose name is suppressed for security reasons, has been legally recognised by the Australian government as needing protection and cannot be sent back to Sri Lanka. Nevertheless, because he was involved in organising his and others' boat journey to Australia, the Australian government deems him of being of bad character, even though he's not been convicted of any crime. His case continues to bounce from court case to court case with no end in sight. Unfortunately, scores of other refugees and asylum seekers are caught in the same bureaucratic nightmare and have spent years in the various Australian detention centres. Quite a horrific, horrific story. And I, I do know that um, many of our comrades out there in Victoria, particularly in other parts of the world, are finding these lockdown measures really, really tough. But, and I don't want to minimise that, but I think the, the comparison to the state um, that refugees and asylum seekers are being held in um, for me, really should um, enrage people to action around this particular social justice issue. I totally agree, Giselle. I mean, it's, it's quite uh, hard to even comprehend and even to comprehend how vindictive and cruel the Australian government has been. Um, quite, quite shocking, shocking. Well, that is the end of the news from around the region. We're going to go to some community announcements and then we'll be back with our interview, our feature story for the morning. An important message from the Victorian Government about coronavirus. To manage coronavirus and save lives, immediate action is required. This means if you can stay home, you must stay home. Yes, it's a major disruption to your lives, but this disruption today will save the lives of many Victorians tomorrow. If you think you may have coronavirus, call the government's hotline on 1800 675 398 or visit coronavirus.vic.gov.au. Victorian Government, managing this together. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. 855am. You're listening to Community Radio 3CR. This is Asia Pacific Currents with Giselle and Pierre. 
Our feature story for this morning is Teb Fallon Oo. She is the president of the Cambodian Food and Service Workers Federation, and she's talking about the impact of COVID-19 on worker communities in Cambodia. My name is uh, Teb Fallon Oo, is the president of Cambodian Food and Service Worker Federation. And uh, we are CFSW, uh, the acronym is uh, CFSWF. And uh, we are working with the three target group. One is from entertainment sector, entertainment worker. So the entertainment worker were working at the restaurant, karaoke worker, and beer promoter, and massage worker. And, um, and uh, number two is we are working with the general service worker. So those uh, our target group from gasoline worker and um, and uh, general service is from uh, garbage collector and um, uh, marketing worker and also we have a member from uh, the, the number three is from uh, food and beverage so we organize a worker from uh, brewery like Carlsberg in Cambodian, they call Uncle Beer. It's a hundred percent sell by Carlsberg. And also Coca-Cola, we organize a member from Coca-Cola. And the other member from uh, uh, Dream, Soft Dream. So we ask just try to connection and start to organize step by step. It's because uh, those factory based in a special economic zone and uh, it's a bit hard for worker and for union to go inside to organize the worker but we are trying to do it in the special economic zone based in Phnom Penh. So we have a member from uh, Sahanukville and Simrip and also Phnom Penh. Well, that's a very um, diverse and also very vulnerable workforce that your union represents. It's also a workforce that is especially hit hard by the COVID pandemic, the tourism industry, the entertainment industry, even even the um, gasoline workers, um, uh, they will have been hit, I would imagine, by the um, oil prices, the petrol prices, um, given what is happening in the global economy. Can you tell us a little bit about the situation facing the workers of your union, especially in the context of COVID-19? Yeah, as the the COVID-19, the most uh, effective right now is uh, the target group from entertainment worker because the government announced, announced that uh, not cannot opening uh, quickly on 17 March. And they asked, they, they, they order, the government order, the owner close immediately, the entertainment place like karaoke, massage and restaurant. And later, and uh, without without obligation, like no compensate. It's just the order closing, 
but not not obligation from the government or from the owner shop so when the, the when the government order the owner shop closing the worker just lose the job immediately and some worker they don't have even though not yet get the salary and even though the owner shop not provide the salaries the last salary for them because they are they say that the government just announced to closing and they are not announced to provide the last salary and it seemed like the government just care only about COVID-19, but nothing strategy to protect the people, to protect the worker. And that's why a lot of women, uh, they are facing losing job. And in terms of losing job, they also uh, facing to pay the debt to the, to the bank. Because you know they are some worker they, they loan the money from the bank to build the house to to buy the motor and some they are buy the motor for their husband uh, to to earn the money like a tax motor taxi so then when the government closing they lose the income and also their their husband her husband cannot cannot uh, get the uh, income from their business also because the like for example in Simrip the Korean most most of the worker the the shop massage shop they are have a contract by tourist uh, airline from the Korean and when they are shut down immediately the worker cannot get income and the employer already go back to their their country and the worker cannot get uh, the last salary and they don't know where is their employer going so it's hard for them to uh, to get the money and to find a new job because now is the crisis they cannot find another job with the other sector so in Simrip, the most vulnerable group they lose income they're facing to pay back to the bank so and also most of the worker not covered by national social security fund so it's a hundred percent they don't know what to do and the employer run away back to their country and the government no mechanism to support the worker so entertainment worker just just some people they have the whole hometown they go back to the hometown but some worker, you know, like entertainment worker, they stay in the their workplace. When they work at the night time, they work in the karaoke shop. And after of the job, they are stay in the in this karaoke because their owner provide the place for them to stay. And then the government announced to close immediately. They don't know what to do. They just like some worker they need to sell the their iphone or their phone to find their own the the, the 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 renting house to stay immediately 
to stay temporary because they don't know what to do. And they expect that the COVID-19, uh, only three months or four months will be, will be uh, better and they can back to work. And then later on, it keep them stay longer and longer. And some workers, they don't have uh, money to pay to pay the room. So they start to move to stay together. And then some own the house, not allow the new, the new customer to rent their home because they are afraid that the COVID-19 will, uh, will uh, pandemic during that time. So it's hard for them to go to find another place to stay and they don't have uh, income. So it's really like they lose everything at that time. And now we start, we, we try to organize them again. Like we try to bring them to talk and analyzing about the social issue, about the social protection. Because so far, when they start, when we start to organize the entertainment workers, as you know that this sector, it's not easy for organizing and mobilizing if we are compared to government sector. So when we start to organize them again, we start to go to their room, their house, one by one to bring and talk about the social issue and also policy analysis during the crisis. So we start to bring them to, to talk about the, the state responsible during the crisis. And then we start to uh, demand the government should be support uh, using the funding to support the worker. At least they get some money to buy the food to support their, their family. So when we are, sorry, when you do this organizing, so some of it is over the telephone, but some of it you said was visiting the workers at home in order to write the demands, in order to build the demands to pressure the government. Are you allowed mm. to visit people in their homes? Is there a lockdown? Is there a rule, some rules about COVID that stops the population moving around Cambodia at the moment? Uh, actually, in Cambodia, we are not, uh, the government not yet announced any lockdown uh, in the city or in area. So we can go to, we, 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 we can go to meet the worker at their community at their home, at their, uh, at their uh, room by, by uh, four or five people. So we still can do it at their community. But some owner house not allow us to go inside. So we uh, try to call them out of the, the room and find some place to talk about the, the, the social issue. Um, so you were, thank you for that. You were 
you were in the middle of talking before I interrupted you um, about the the demands to um, pressure the government and one of those demands was asking them to actually pay workers a, a wage of some kind while the businesses have been shut down because of the pandemic. What are some of the other demands? The other demand, because the government have only the mechanism to support the government sector. Like the government sector, the government uh, support uh, 40 US dollar uh, during the some workplace because some workplace like if they are suspense, suspending at the government sector and who under the criteria because the government also set the criteria in the in the uh, regulation only those who are covered by uh, NSSF, National Social Security Fund, and those who are under the, the sector of tourism, tourism and uh, government sector. But the tourism, the government also picked some sector, only hotel and uh, only hotel and guy, the, the company who provide the, the, the guide to uh, the, the tourism, the tourister talk about the area, talk about the history. So uh, only the government pick with the hotel and guide for the other sector, like, tourist, uh, like tourism sector, like beer promoter or massage worker, or karaoke worker and casino, the government not include in the tourism sector. So then we start to, to say that why the government discrimination? Because we are also affected by the COVID-19 and we also, the human being lose the job and we need to protect the family also. So then we demand that we demand the government should be include us in the in the mechanism in the uh, policy. We, we should be get income or funding from the government. And later on, not only a tourism sector like casino, like construction, we start to talk about how to push the pressure to the government to support our target group and later on we said we send uh, some print from the worker because we try to collect some print one by one from the worker to submit to the ministry of labor and to ministry of planning and later on the government try to reject from uh, our demand again and again and we try to send a letter to the king also but no responding from the king it's just quiet, you know, it's just quiet and uh, it's hard for the, for our worker, for our member uh, struggle and uh, even though we try to uh, talk the radio, talk show everywhere, but the government say they don't have a budget to support and those workers not, 
not under the tourism sector and not under the criteria of the government set. So construction worker and casino and our member from uh, beer promoter and entertainment worker and uh, massage, they cannot get funding from uh, the government until right now. So we still, we still find a way what to do because you know the government right now not allow five people to assembly because they said it's a fight by uh, it's a uh, be careful to spread of the COVID-19. So five people they cannot allow at the community. So uh, it's still like we find a way. And that was Tep Fallon U, the president of the Cambodian Food and Service Workers Federation. And Pierre, that brings us to the end of another Asia Pacific Currents for this Saturday morning. The last Saturday, actually, in September, we're going into the last quarter of the year. That's right, uh, Giselle, and uh, how the year has flown quickly, really. And uh, yes, but we'll be back next week with another um, interesting uh, news uh, update of the labour struggle in our region. Um, heard every every morning or every day or every Saturday on your favourite local community radio station, 3CR Radio, and brought to you by Australia Asia Worklings. So it's goodbye from me, Pierre Morrow. And me, Giselle Hannah.